Forgiveness is liberating. It can reveal the true God power of love within us. It eliminates judgment, fear, anger, blame, and opens the door to healing by helping you to let go of resentment and hurt. The power of forgiveness can heal any relationship, from friendship to marriage. So if you wish to enjoy a long and healthy relationship with someone you value deeply, then you will need to work on your ability to forgive. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Godly Pattern Podcast. We exist to champion your relationship and transformational journey so you can live a godly, fun, and free life. Tune in every Thursday and join our tribe of God lovers as we transform together. I love you, I love you, I love you, Jesus. I've fallen in love, oh, I love you. Hey friends, happy Transformational Thursday. It's Coach Lucci here with a juicy, impactful message. I hope you've been enjoying and learning a thing or two from the Let's Talk Love series. I'm just truly grateful for my listeners and Godly Tribe members. So thanks to all the people who have reached out to me, liked, commented, and shared the past episodes. You know, we are all in this together. So let's keep learning, loving, and transforming together. Last week, I talked about communication and understanding, and I hope that we are doing the work to make our relationships better and stronger. You know, a true progressive relationship adds to the both people's overall well-being because it's filled by communication, respect, and boundaries. For a relationship to be progressive, it requires more than just shared interests and strong feelings for each other. It requires two people who truly understand and care for each other while also caring for themselves. Remember, we are a team and teamwork always makes the dream work. So this Transformational Thursday, in continuation to the Let's Talk Love series, I want to talk about forgiveness and healing. This is a vulnerable topic for me to speak on, especially because a lot of people are going through deep hurt. And to be fair, I get it. As a coach, I see wounded people struggling in relationships and marriage. I see wounded children, young adults that carry tragic moments from their past into their relationships because they never really could forgive or take the time to heal. Unforgiveness in marriage is a killer, and as long as there is unforgiveness, there can be no healing. If you want to have a long-term marriage, then you need to forgive constantly and refrain from holding pain that ends up turning into strong resentment. We need to prioritize our mental state at all times, and a huge part is prioritizing forgiveness and healing routines, whatever that looks like for each of us. So let's talk about it. Forgiveness is hard. It is hard. Trust me, I know. So you can imagine having to forgive constantly in a marriage to keep it going and growing. 
A lot of marriages are stagnated or are in constant state of panic because of unforgiveness. This is destructive. Now before I talk about how destructive unforgiveness is in a marriage, here is a list of a few reasons why it could be so hard to forgive your partner. You are addicted to the rush of adrenaline that anger provides you. You like feeling superior. You can't think past revenge and retribution. You repeatedly identify yourself as the victim. You are afraid that by forgiving, you will have to reconnect with your partner. Or you are just unable to find a solution on how to resolve the situation. And that's okay. We are human. But these reasons can be resolved by sorting through your feelings and compartmentalizing your needs and boundaries. You cannot let unforgiveness fester in your marriage. It must be dealt with swiftly at all costs. So even though it's hard to forgive at times, I think you will agree with me on how destructive unforgiveness is in marriage. That it's not surprising in our self-absorbed society to hear when a famous couple gets divorced. It happens daily and it will probably continue as people continue to live more for themselves and their own likings. It's just part of life. It is not possible to be in a healthy relationship and be unforgiving at the same time. Perhaps we could use a refresher on how to get over ourselves every now and again. I know I could. Unforgiveness and divorce are clearly linked and I'm definitely not discounting the reason behind the hurt. But it's really rare to see both partners willing to take the responsibility of looking in the mirror to recognize faults that are doing harm to self and others. Unforgiveness does its work slowly. It's almost like mold behind a wall. You may not notice it this day or the next, but eventually you will experience its harmful effects. So here are some ways unforgiveness can cause couples to break up, get a separation, or even get a divorce. Number one, it depletes intimacy. When couples are not enjoying each other's company, the communication changes. When husbands withdraw from their wives, it is as painful for the wives as it is when wives withhold sex from their husbands. The level of rejection through that separation leads to change within each person, their marriage, and into the rest of the family. Unforgiveness is like a wall that you are building a brick at a time. A week at a time and over a significant period of time, the wall gets very thick and very high. In that sense, intimacy in your marriage is lost. Forgiveness helps restore intimacy. Number two, it builds bitterness. Bitterness is like poison. It weakens the body and destroys the heart. Those at Harvard know this. A 2005 Harvard article records findings that reveal that forgiveness reduces stress on the heart. Bitterness is a symptom of unforgiveness and the longer a spouse is bitter, the more poison there will be in that marriage. And as a result, this could impact the entire family. 
Bitterness and marital bliss cannot cohabitate. And out of all of the consequences of being bitter, the most debilitating is that we are worn out by it. The more we are bitter, the more it makes us tired in our heart because whether we like it or not, it takes a lot of effort to hold a grudge, hold on to unforgiveness, or nurse bitterness. It eventually makes us tired in our body as well. Bitter people are exhausted people because it is a weight to carry. It is a heavy weight to carry. It's better to not allow bitterness to rot your bones and wreck your marriage. Number three. It keeps you self-focused. Unforgiveness in a marriage will keep the unforgiving party focused on themselves. It is not possible to be loving, forgiving, and self-focused at the same time. When people are unforgiving, it shows. It is reflected in their behavior, how they talk, what they talk about, their mannerisms. To its end, a self-focused spouse will in the end leave the other with feelings of abandonment, rejection, and possibly in the arms of another. Yes, I said it. In the arms of another. If you find that you seem to be more focused on what you want for your own personal gain in your marriage, ask yourself if there is something your spouse did that you have yet to forgive. You probably already know the answer. Number four. We deceive ourselves with the false sense of superiority. Unforgiveness and bitterness is one of those deceiving emotions that at first make you feel empowered. It makes you feel that you are strong and that you are in control because you feel that you have drawn a line and have shown just how tough you are. Therefore, giving a false sense of superiority to your spouse. You feel empowered because you are holding them hostage in a guilty state. However, control and unforgiveness never gives us moral authority in someone else's life and it never earns us respect. It never earns us the kind of real relationship power we desire, which only comes from love, humility, and forgiveness. Number 5. We model for our children a life of gracelessness. Those little eyes and hearts are watching us to see what we do when we are hurt and have had something done to us that was clearly wrong. When they see that we respond with unforgiveness, distance, coldness, and bitterness, what we are programming in their little hearts is that when people hurt them, they need to make the person pay for it and they need to refuse to forgive. Therefore, they grow up to be unforgiving adults and continue the side cycle in their own relationships. Therefore, they grow up to be unforgiving adults and continue the cycle in their own relationships. The bottom line is that unforgiveness kills. It kills. It destroys. It comes like the thief in the night when you least expect it. It infiltrates lives and marriages to its destruction. And if you're not quick to forgive, you may be the next victim. Don't be a statistic. Remember, forgiveness is for you, not for your offender. We must learn to forgive constantly if we want a thriving marriage. There are countless studies that have shown that forgiveness is an essential component of a successful marriage. In fact, 
The capacity to seek and grant forgiveness is one of the most significant factors contributing to marital satisfaction and a lifetime of love. Forgiving yourself and your spouse is about being willing to acknowledge that you are capable of being wounded. It also means that you are willing to step out from the role of victim and take charge of your life. Couples who practice forgiveness can rid themselves of the toxic hurt and shame that holds them back from feeling connected to each other. Remember that there can be no healing without forgiveness. You know, I've noticed that oftentimes people equate forgiveness with weakness. And it is widely believed that if you forgive someone, you're condoning or excusing their behavior. That is not true at all. It's just not true. Forgiveness is for you. It empowers you to live free. And in marriage, I believe that forgiveness is a strength because it shows you are capable of grace and goodwill toward your partner. Studies indicate that forgiving someone is one way of letting go so that you can heal and move on with your life. Forgiveness is about giving yourself, your children, your partner the kind of future you all deserve, unhampered by hurt and anger. It is about choosing to live a life wherein others don't have the power over you and you're not dominated by unresolved bitterness and resentment. So let me reiterate, forgiving someone does not mean that you are excusing your partner's actions. It does not mean that you do not have feelings about the situation anymore. It does not mean that you have forgotten that the incident ever happened. It does not mean that everything is fine in your relationship now and you don't need to further work on it or do the necessary work it takes to get back to a thriving state. It does not mean that you have to keep that person in your life. That's on you to decide. It's just important to know that forgiveness is not something that you do for your partner. By forgiving your partner, you are trying to accept the reality of the incident and trying to find a way to live with it. Forgiveness is a gradual process and it does not necessarily involve the person you are forgiving. As I said earlier, and I'm going to repeat this again, forgiveness is something that you do for yourself, not for your partner, not for the other person, not for anyone else. Forgiveness is for you. Again, without forgiveness, there can be no healing. We cannot thrive in our marriages if there is a death in it. So we need to do all we can to make sure the healing happens. And I need to stress that if you have past hurts from a family member, a friend, a past relationship, please take the needed time to heal. Don't put that burden on your partner, lashing out on them in an unhealthy way. Deal with the pain and let go of the hate. Remember. Hate destroys those who harbor it, so refuse to let it destroy you. 
Forgiveness heals our hearts, heals our minds, it heals our relationship. Often, we think of forgiveness as something we need to do for big things or massive hurts. But it's those little things that can lead to resentfulness and bitterness. Please hear me. Forgiveness in marriage is necessary to have a healthy relationship. So as I come to the end of this episode, I want to highlight five steps to forgiveness in marriage. Number one, forgiveness is a choice, not a feeling. To be honest, we may not feel like forgiven. We may want to harbor the anger and the hurt and make him or her pay for what has been done. But once you decide you want to grant forgiveness, you can begin to work through those feelings. Number two, share your hurt. After your partner has apologized and asked for forgiveness, you need to talk about the matter before you move on. It might be uncomfortable, but you need to share how you feel. Don't point a finger, just share how you feel so he or she will understand the depth of your hurt. Make sure you feel heard before you move on. Number three, plan for change. Now the goal here is not to be punished with requirements, but to set up guidelines that the both of you agree to. That way, there will be fewer gray areas that can lead to disappointment. Number four, stop the video. Do not replay your spouse's infraction over and over again in your mind. When your mind starts to wander and you begin to dwell on the incident and the hurt it caused you, tell yourself to stop. It's one thing to meet with your spiritual leader, therapist, counselor, or coach about your pain to help you move past it, but it's another thing to do the work and refrain from inflicting yourself by dwelling on the hurt. Deciding to truly forgive your spouse is recommitting to your relationship. Don't sabotage that recommitment by focusing on the negative. I know it's natural to feel raw and disappointed, and deciding to forgive will not strip away all the pain, but it is of no use to you or to anyone else to dwell on the pain. Number five, give yourself time. You have to give yourself time. You are a human being, and when a partner hurts you, it cuts deep. And just deciding to forgive may not strip away all of the pain. It will probably take a long time depending on the situation. Be patient with yourself and don't put undue pressure on yourself to do something you are not ready to do at the moment. Just make sure that you are prioritizing the marriage as an institution, not just as your partner and take the needed steps to help you to get to a healed state. At all times, prioritize your mental health. No one, I said no one, is worth the burden that unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment brings. As I wrap up, I just wanna share this short story that I heard very recently from a pastor. He shared that there was this young man who had given up on the possibility of seeing his parents live in harmony. 
He said for most of his adult life, or just life in general, his parents had been living like roommates. So the pastor was moved to intervene. He scheduled a meeting with the parents, and in that meeting, he asked the father what happened. Well, the father said he doesn't know what happened, that his wife just changed on him, and they've been living in this stringent atmosphere for the most part of their marriage. He beckoned the pastor to please help him ask his wife what he ever did to her to receive such a harsh and cold treatment from her for all these years. So when the pastor turned to the wife and asked the same question, she brought up an incident from 25 years ago. I said 25 years ago, which she never really shared or explained to her husband. It was a case of infidelity. The husband was shocked. He gave his word that he was innocent and couldn't believe that his wife had punished him all these years for something he didn't even do. He named all his friends that were there with him that day and asked the pastor to feel free to call them one after the other because thankfully, they're still alive. The pastor said that he just went into a freezing state. He said he froze that day because he couldn't imagine the pain that this assumption had caused this family. So you can imagine that suspicion and assumptions without open and honest communication led to bitterness, resentment, and a child broken from this experience all because of harboring unnecessary unforgiveness. So I just want to pray for someone listening right now. I pray that you will find the strength and willpower to forgive yourself, forgive your partner, forgive the past, forgive the present, and be prepared to forgive the future. I pray today that in that marriage you will receive help from the Holy Spirit to forgive quickly, that you will prioritize your mental health and take the time you need to let go to not hold a grudge or bitterness or resentment against your partner. I pray that you will prioritize your happiness and healing and that every hurt marriage be mended with love, respect, communication, and forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you learned something from this episode today. And I believe that you did not stumble on this podcast by mistake. So as you go through your day, Please process this information and come up with questions, resolutions, and intentions to do life with God, to live in His freedom, to serve your partner, to communicate effectively, to prioritize your healing, and to forgive swiftly. Just do your best and leave the rest for God. He got you, and He will come through for you. I truly believe that together we stand and divided we fall. So I'm eager to help. I'm eager to know your thoughts and to help you navigate your journey. So be sure to send your questions in and subscribe to the Godly Pattern Podcast YouTube channel and come join me on Faith Talks with Coach Lucci as soon as it premieres. I'm so excited for us to dig deep 
into your questions together. So do you need a coach or just someone to listen to you? Our godly coaches are here for you to serve you and help you on all things love and transformation. Just remember to love God, live free, and have fun while doing it. Thank you for tuning into the Godly Pattern Podcast today. I hope something from today's discussion touched your heart in a unique way. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, and send in your questions by going to www.godlypattern.com and join the Godly Tribe. Now, my dear friends, remember whose you are according to the Word of God in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 to 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion. So until next time, go conquer and dominate in love and light.